0: You know, you graduate college, someone gives you a $100 gift at your graduation party. That's nice. Even if you go out and spend it at the bar or waste it on something, doesn't change your life. What if I gave you $500,000? That is enough to ruin you if you don't (laughs) handle it well. And also that is enough to really do some good for you if you handle it well.
1: Do you know what will happen to your loved ones when something happens to you? If you don't know the answer or don't like the answer, then this is the show for you. Listen up as we teach you about protecting your family legacy through better estate planning. Our family is here to protect yours. So welcome to the Complete Estate Planning Podcast with attorney Nick Rosenbauer. And here's your host, Ben George.
2: Well, Nick, good to catch back up with you again. we got a good podcast today. We're going to be talking about reasons why you might need to check up with your estate plan. I'm assuming a lot of people maybe just kind of think you set up your estate plan and you're probably in pretty good shape for the rest of your life. You don't have to do a whole lot of checking up, but I guess there are a number of circumstances in which you probably should review what you've put in place, right?
0: Uh, Exactly, exactly, Ben. Good to to chat with you again. Um, And and look, a lot of people... See estate planning as a to do list item, and they say, "I need to get my estate plan done and unfortunately, they meet with an attorney, they get something set up, and then they scratch it off the list, they check the box, and then they never worry about it again and that's usually the mindset and i've and I know that's the case because that's what my clients always tell me, Of course, the problem is when they're sitting in my office and their will was done in 1978. Hmm. Well, y- y- you probably know where this is leading, but that's usually what happens, and that's usually the mindset. So that's how it gets uh, gets situated that way.
2: So we'll be talking about some different instances where you might need to schedule a checkup and go through your estate plan. That's the goal for today's show. And uh, Nick, before we get started, I know, I know we've gone through a lot with COVID, and I know when sports last... Pick back up or when they first stopped, I guess, first, we'll, oh, we'll boy, start there. Oh boy, I know where you're going with this. <laughs> <laughs> your, your, your Dayton Flyers were in such a great position, but I don't know, we can't make up for lost time and we'll, we'll, we'll they have an asterisk, they're na- national champions in our heart, right? Um, but now we got baseball returning, maybe football. So you back in, a, in better spirits, having, uh, your te- having Cincinnati teams playing again for the first time in a while?
0: we're we're getting there um I, I will say it's been a slow recovery um obviously this is when it, when you put it into perspective maybe maybe not the most important thing for people who have health risks and things like that but it hurt for a while i will admit that my ud uh 2019 2020 basketball schedule calendar um the it's uh, got some pictures and things like that and has uh, all the games from, our, from the last season. It is still taped on my wall here in the office right, uh, right behind my desk. So I can't take it down. I can't let it go. Um, and then actually the last regular season week, the last ESPN college game day for basketball uh, was at UD uh, Arena. We actually, uh, they, the, the ESPN crew came, uh, came to Dayton campus and we recorded that on the DVR, and I've—I have to admit, I, I've watched it two or three times <laughs> since then. <laughs> <I> <laughs> my wife still—my wife still won't watch it. It's really sad; she refuses to. But uh, yeah, it's good to see some sports happening. Baseball uh, is back, and I just—I'm not a huge baseball fan, but I'm—I'm I'm ready for any sports at this point. I've had enough of watching reruns of the 1997 uh, NBA playoff second round <laughs> game 3. You know, I just I'm kind of over that. Any live sports at that at this point will be good. And I'm also the more live sports that we see, I think the more examples for other sports and also the more success we see, then maybe there's a little bit more confidence that these leagues are starting to figure out a safe way to go about it. So I think the more we see, the more encouraging it is. Um, that's at least my perspective.
2: Yeah, I agree with you there. Uh, I'm looking forward to it as well. And and who knows what when we'll see a college game day again, like you got to experience up there. It might be a little while before they have anything close to that again. So cherish that. Don't don't delete that recording, Nick. I'm sure you probably weren't anyway, but...
0: Yeah, you you don't (laughs) have to tell me that. Trust me. Uh, We we will not be doing that. But look, I guess all in perspective, uh, we're we're safe. We're sane. Uh, We've been able to keep operating and we've been able to help out families when they reach out to us. They say we need help and I'm able to tell them uh, that we can still take care of them. So certainly miss the sports, but I guess we're completely blessed. I will say and I don't want to waste too much time here, but Ben, I don't know if you've how many games you've watched with empty stadiums. That is weird looking. I have to admit that. I know they try to put uh, banners or advertisements or images uh, over the seats to see like maybe team logos or sponsorships, and that yeah. helps. But you watch an, uh, someone playing a game in an em, in front of thirty thousand empty seats. that's still weirds me out a little bit. I don't know if you've encountered it, that yet.
2: It does me as well. I mean, I think we appreciate fans a lot more now than maybe before. I think golf's the only sport where I'm okay without fans. I mean, a lot of Good times they are a distraction, but you know, the golf is a totally different animal, but when you watch a baseball game and, and especially if we get football with no fans, I can't imagine a football game with no fans, with just the momentum that you rely on and the home field advantages. There's a lot that goes into making the sport special and a lot of it's the atmosphere. So we're losing a bit of that, but Hopefully we'll get it back at some point. So that
0: knows. that's a good point about the atmosphere. Although I'm a I'm a soccer guy um, oh, since absolutely. birth. I played uh, all the way through college, and I've coached and refed and everything like that. And um, I have a uh, i i i watch English soccer, the English Premier League. And one of the things they're doing is all of their TV broadcasts. They are actually putting fan or crowd noise. Yeah into the recording they are not blasting it into the stadium so if you're actually at the stadium it's completely quiet but on tv they have someone at a soundboard doing crowd noise and then if there's a goal scored someone hits a button and everything starts cheering and things like that yeah um so that that helps a little bit but because it's human humanized with the soundboard when someone scores a goal then there's a three second delay and then all of a sudden you hear the crowd that isn't there <laughs> cheering it's better than nothing but it's a little bit goofy i've i've had a i've had a laugh or two with that
2: yeah bless the audio people that are trying to manage that on top of <laughs> uh everything else they're worried about already so it's a challenge but i'm glad that we're getting some sports back and, and hopefully people around Cincinnati are able to enjoy that as well. So let's move into our, our topic today on checkups and whether or not you should be looking at a financial checkup. I mean, it's, it's much like you go to the dentist for teeth cleaning. I mean, that's it's the same type of idea. I mean, you're not going to go as, as much probably with your estate planning, Nick, and you can tell me if that's incorrect. But you do need to be checking back in with this plan as you go along. So let's just identify, identify some of these areas, four different areas and four different reasons why a checkup might be in order for you and your estate plan. And let's start with the most obvious. I mean, changes in your life. We talk about on the show. I mean, as your life changes, you have kids, you get married, uh, death in the family, whatever it is, you need to be checking in to make sure your estate plan uh, is, is taking care of those uh, and considering all those different changes you're
0: exactly right Ben and this is probably the easiest one to go over because this is the one that the that that most of my clients or the general public are at least aware of now usually if you ask them should my estate plan be reviewed after i get married or after i have children or heck um if i get divorced do I still want my ex-wife or ex-husband to be the person making medical decisions? And the the joke is, do I still want my ex-wife to pull the plug or, you know, or something like that? <laughs> Everyone will tell you that certainly makes sense. We definitely need to get it looked at, but that's usually way down the list when you're going through uh, something like that. Um, but yeah, if we deal with someone coming into your life, marriage, adoption, having children, et cetera, someone leaving your life, whether it's a death, whether it's a, a relationship that's gone sour, a divorce, something to that effect. Um, that's, that's a big deal. And that's a time when you need to revisit your plan. Certainly, um, location is a big piece as well. I have a whole number of people who come to me and they have that old will from 1978, like we talked about a few minutes ago, and oh, by the way, they happen to live in Kentucky when that was done. Laws in every state. There's different laws in every state. So if you move somewhere else, plans should be reviewed automatically. Also, as far as the life changes, only include the people involved, where you live. Um, significant finance changes should also call for a review. And I'm not saying you get a raise of fifty dollars a year. That necessarily changes everything from your estate plan, but if we change jobs, if we retire for buying a new house, if we have a significant change in income, uh, then we should look at it. And also, and the reason why, Ben, is overall net worth is something you need to consider here. So if I pass away today and I, just for round numbers, let's say I have a million dollars, we're probably... Looking at that number when we set up the plan for my son, and saying how do we use a million dollars effectively to take care of my son? What if it was twenty million dollars? Okay, obviously that changes the conversation. Uh, what if it was twenty dollars, and we had no money? I think that changes the conversation as well. So think about it. You know, the the, the more we have involved on the finance side the more positive or negative impact it can have. Think about it like this. When you're, you, know, you graduate college, someone gives you a $100 gift at your graduation party. That's nice. Even if you go out and spend it at the bar or waste it on something, doesn't change your life. What if I gave you $500,000? That is enough to ruin you um, if you don't <laughs> handle it well, and also that is enough to really do some good for you if you handle it well. So the five hundred thousand that could be a house that could pay off your student loans, get your first car, pay for your wedding, and a number of things. So I think with more money comes more responsibility. And ten dollars versus ten thousand versus ten million you need to have a completely different conversation. So that's why I say significant changes in the finances. Of course, you're talking to your accountant and your financial advisor. You should also be talking to your estate planning attorney. Well,
2: that makes makes a lot of sense. And I I think that's the next one we're going to talk about, because this might not be on your radar as much, because you think about, okay, the major changes in your life. But what about just internally? If if something changes with your wishes with where you want your money to go because this is going to happen through our life. You know, I mean, there's going to be different relationships and these life changes will affect what our intentions will be. So that's another opportunity to have a checkup.
0: Exactly, Ben. And sometimes there, you know, you may go through a situation of, I guess, life event stability if you want to call it that. And maybe, you know, you're married to the same person you're done having kids and you live in the same place with the same job for a long time. So you may think that don't have a lot of big life changes. We're probably in good shape, but that's not always the case. So what if uh, your wishes for your inheritance can change? Obviously we we learn and, and grow and have interactions and experiences with people. And I can say a couple of different things can really shed some light into that. Usually we're doing this because we have more information or new information. Uh, I will say when my wife and I got married, we didn't have uh, children yet, but we chose guardians just for our future children. And then five years later, we have our our son and the guardians. Most of them have had situations change for them. And we've seen how they raise their own children or maybe they moved out of town or Something to that effect. So all of a sudden, our wishes change. And then also, as people grow up, they mature or they make mistakes or they get into bad relationships of their own. You see how people behave. And then you can have uh, desires to change when or how someone might receive an inheritance. And Ben, I'll have to be honest with you. You're in the same boat as I am right now. I have no idea what my son will be like 25 years from now. So my inheritance plan for him is a safe guess, but there's a possibility when he's 20 years old um, and I know more what he's like as a young man than I do now with him being a year and a half old. um, So my wishes can certainly change for that. So that's, that's the second piece here. Even if you're still in the same house, in the same job, uh, with the same wife and the same children and the same net worth for 20 years, uh, there's other pieces that can change here to be aware of.
2: I got you. That's good to know. Um, all right. Third on our list is changes in the law. Now this seems like, okay, yeah, we need to, law changes. We need to go in and, and see how that affects us. But I guess, how do you even keep up with this? How do you, how do you know when new laws are, are happening or old laws are being interpreted a different way? How can you even keep up with this?
0: Well, This is going to sound elitist, and I do not mean it that way, (laughs) but doing this and keeping up with uh, the laws just in estate planning is a full-time job. I mean, it is my full-time job. So for the most part, um, I think it's very unreasonable to expect uh, the general public to do this because, frankly, you have Better, more exciting, and more interesting things to do. and you also have your own job. there's there's new laws develop, old laws are interpreted differently, tax laws change, um, old laws expire. Uh, one of the one of the big pieces is a lot of these tax law changes are set on auto renew, just like your Netflix subscription. But what they'll do is they'll say, after ten years, the lawmakers have the ability to opt out of it if they want to. So we're constantly getting new laws, constantly repealing current laws, constantly changing laws, and courts are always interpreting and applying different laws in different ways. So you know, 20 years ago, they may say, this is what we mean by this, and now a new case comes along, goes to the Supreme Court. They say, actually, that was wrong. This is what is meant by this, um, et cetera. So, this is something you should lean on your attorney for. This is not something that you should have to go to law school, get your law degree, pass the bar exam, um, and order all of the law books and the tax code books and things like that. A good attorney should be able to handle the nerd work or the research work on this for you. But absolutely, it's a moving target, it's not predictable. And if you have a good attorney, your your attorney should be able to take this burden for you.
2: Okay. I trust that you'll take care of me for that, Nick. Uh, that's good to know. All right. Last one on our list. We've taken care of ourselves and changes in our lives. we looked at changes in the law. Now changes in our loved ones' lives. That's the other thing we need to track. How does this affect an estate plan?
0: Well, exactly. And it's a great point. And it's not even looking Internally, you're looking outside of your own home, but think about this. Uh, Think of all the people who you have named as decision makers for your plan. Are they still alive? Are they still healthy? Are they still competent? Do you still have a good relationship with them? Are they still needed? A good example for that is I need to name a guardian for my son right now because he's a year and a half old, assuming he is not. Uh, incapacitated or disabled. Once he becomes 18, I don't need a guardian anymore. And then also my, you know, if I named my father to do a job right now, um, he's in his early 60s, 25 years from now, if he's still around, which I certainly hope so, you know, he may be 88 years old. Is it a good idea to throw that burden on him that he has to jump into action and help take care of things uh, when he's, uh, when he's reached that age, you also need to make sure that your heirs have not gotten into any situations that may put their inheritance at risk. So right now, my son at a year and a half, he is young enough to where nothing bad that he does is his fault. Okay. And Ben, trust me, I know you're in the exact same boat. Um, even if, uh, You know, even if you get thrown up on or spit up on or they wake you up in the middle of the night, still not their fault. Still not old enough to blame them. Yep. (laughs) Um, But let's say, you know, years down the road, you and I each have um, some, you know, children in their 20s. What if one of uh, one of our children get divorced, become disabled? Maybe they have uh, substance abuse problems, God forbid, or what if uh, they have issues managing their money? Well, now we need to revisit what we looked at when they were children, and this is something that you want to review your plan and discuss the ways um, that your plan can adjust on the fly and protect your family, and, and, and Ben, it all comes back to new information, okay? So not just for yourself, but new information for all those people who may have to step in and do a job, and new information for all those people that you plan on leaving an inheritance to. Just, just a few examples there, but that's that's what we should be looking at. So those are, those are really the items you need to have your radar up, but your attorney should be asking you about that.
2: And again, these are just a few of the examples when it is a good idea to review your estate plan. You guys over at uh, the Rosenbauer Law Office, you've developed a system, though, that makes sure every family is checking in, does have that opportunity to sit down with you for an estate planning checkup on a consistent basis, right?
0: Exactly right. And that was my other note here was for the people who have an estate plan, you know, I ask them, you know, does your attorney reach out to you? When's the last time your attorney who wrote that will in 1991, when's the last time they sent you a letter or called you or even sent you a a publication or a notification about, uh, updates or changes in the law. Um, so, absolutely, it's just as important as anything else we do. And we have a program where we make sure that every—it's uh, about three years. We have a we have a system that makes sure our staff is notified that we have not seen you in three years. And when that happens, we send out a letter, and then we'll call you to come in and schedule an appointment. Um, a lot of times these families tell me that they've never heard from the attorney who prepared their plan again ever could be years, could be days, could be decades. Hmm. Uh, a lot of times they've never heard from him again. And it, you know, it shows you the attorney just, just treated it as a one-off transaction. You write me a check, I'll print out some paper with some words on it. And then that's it. You're dead to me. Um, so, so we'd put that program in place because, obviously, Ben, you've seen how important some of these things are. And look, if I had a crystal ball, okay, I could do the perfect estate plan for everyone. I could say, here's when you're going to die. Here's what you'll have. Here's the situation. We don't have that. So because of that, we like to check in, like I said, every three years and just make sure everything looks okay. Or if uh, there's been any changes in the law, changes in your wishes, changes in your life or changes in the lives of the people you care about, you know, we have the ability to address that and, and, you know, basically make the turn to get us on the right path and make sure it never becomes a problem.
2: Well, if you feel like you need to check up or review or you need to start that estate planning process for the first time, you can always find the Rosenbauer Law Office online at CincinnatiEstatePlan.com. Good place to find them. Plus, you'll find a uh, blog on this exact same topic, plus a lot of other blogs and resources. And these podcasts are all archived online as well, plus workshops, a lot of free resources, what I'm basically trying to get to. Uh, but also sign up for the estate planning newsletter as well that Nick provides. And you can do that online on his website. So, Nick, hopefully people kind of have a better idea of, of what's important. What do you need to be thinking about? over the course of your lifetime in order to to keep your estate plan updated because it is essential to make sure that things aren't getting outdated because I guess if they are, kind of what was the point of getting an estate plan in the first place if you aren't going to make it accurate and meet your needs?
0: Exactly. It's one of those things. It works today, um, but it needs to at least be checked up on to make sure it works uh, works tomorrow. Um, Think of it as... uh, You know, you don't go to the dentist one time for one teeth cleaning in your life, do you? You know, you always get that uh, looked at. Uh, We have annual wellness exams with our doctor's office. Uh, My uh, HVAC, my heating and air conditioning guy, of course, we we haven't done it this year. Um, don't tell anyone, <laughs> but i uh, supposed to get uh, that service twice a year, uh, once before you turn the heat on and once per turn before you turn the air condition on. Um, so it, it's the same idea here, like I said, just to make sure everything works. And as the target moves, we need to adjust our aim.
2: Well, I think we brought that to everybody's attention today. Thanks for the information, Nick, and always good to catch up with you again here on Complete Estate Planning. Uh, take care, and we'll talk to you again pretty soon.
0: Perfect. Thanks a lot, Ben. Always a pleasure, and uh, stay safe and stay sane, and I'll uh, catch you next time.
1: The Complete Estate Planning Podcast is brought to you by the Rosenbauer Law Office, based in Westchester, Ohio, and serving the entire Cincinnati area. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to the show on your favorite app today and never miss an episode. Just search for Complete Estate Planning with Nick Rosenbauer to find us or visit CincinnatiEstatePlan.com to listen to past episodes, to contact Nick, and to learn more about protecting your family legacy. That's CincinnatiEstatePlan.com.